You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you stories that remind us who God is and who we are in Him. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping disciples of Jesus discover and live from their true identity in Christ, recognize and walk in their divine purpose within the kingdom of God, and experience growth in their capacity for mature, healthy relationships. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Ministries, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 2 of The Collected Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Biondo, and this week I am very excited to bring you a dear friend of mine. Um, She has been involved in Collected since the very beginning. We We hosted a preview event at Tia's house about four years ago to kind of practice some of our content back when we used to do retreats. And my friend Amber, who's on the show today, was one of the first people on my list who I wanted to invite to that event. We have been in Bible studies together. I've always viewed her as a spiritual mentor, someone I look up to, and I just value her more than I can say. So I'm excited to finally have her on the show. She's been on my list since this podcast started, and for whatever reason, now is the timing um, that I just felt like I was supposed to ask her to share her story. So I'm very excited to see what God has for us in this conversation today. Um, So without further ado, Amber Justice, welcome to the show. Yay. Thanks so much for having me, Jess. I'm so excited. Excited to be here. Um, To get us started, I was wondering if you could just share a little bit about who you are and how you came to know the Lord. Sure. Um, So like you said, I'm Amber Justice. Um, I am a wife. Of to Stuart. Um, I'm a mom to two little boys, Liam, who is four, and Eli, who is two. Um, and their story is beautiful. They came to us through adoption. So that's a huge part of who I am. I'm just a really proud adoptive mom and advocate for that part of my story. Um, yeah, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a friend. Um, but mostly my favorite title is the daughter of the king. So constantly just reminding myself through the pressures of this world that, you know, he's, he's mine and I'm his and nothing else matters. Um, how I came to know the Lord. Um, well, I shortly, I grew up in a Christian home and, um, just had the privilege of having parents who just always pointed us to Jesus and, um, always were teaching us scripture. And, um, you know, I was involved in VBS and Awana and all those things, but, um, it really was when I was eight years old, I remember praying with my dad at our kitchen table, um, just that, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to know that I was going to go to heaven and that I didn't have to think about that or worry about that. Um, so he's been a part of my life since I was a baby. Um, but you know, the road is rocky as you grow and different challenges you walk through just point you back to him or the world pulls you away. And, your faith brings you back. And it's just kind of been this, this tug of war. Um, I went away to school in Boston um, and that was just great, but it was also a challenging time for me, just um, not really having community and having myself surrounded with believers was just hard. Um, So after I graduated, I moved down here to Charlotte. Um, My family was moving to Charlotte also. So we were all back together. And um, I feel like that's when like my faith really reestablished and really just the roots just grew deeper and deeper. I got involved in our Bible study, um, like you mentioned, and got involved in missions and 
um, here at our church and just, it's just kind of flourished since then. And I repeat over and over again, you know, he is mine and I'm his, and that is just a little bit of, um, yeah, my faith journey with him. Yeah, that is beautiful. And that, that saying he is mine and I am his, Mm -hmm. I mean, that can get you through a lot of, a lot of hardships. Yeah, for sure keeping that at the forefront of your mind. So as you've like journeyed with him, what ways has he surprised you? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. In, <laughs> in so many, I feel like a lot of my, um, story, um, I'm, I'm 41 years old. Um, but I feel like I waited for a lot of things, um, throughout my life. Um, so after moving here, I just felt like, kind of like I was floundering around, you know, like I wanted to be back with my family and I got back involved in church, but I like, didn't really know what, what he was doing with me here and kind of what my purpose was. And, um, he just kind of kept like leading and pointing me in directions that I was like, what are you doing? I went on a mission trip one time and it became this like passion of mine that I, I knew I had a heart to serve, but I just didn't know what he was doing in that. And I ended up going to the Dominican Republic. I, I honestly think it was about 12 times within like three and a half years, um, just leading teams and helping facilitate teams. And um, just him showing up in that was just really awesome. So much so that I was willing to just sacrifice everything to go into mission, into the mission field. And for whatever reason, he was like, no, not right now, not right now. And just kind of kept shutting the doors. And I did not understand why or what he was doing in that because I'm like, I'm right here and I want to go. Just send me. And nothing ever really perfectly aligned up to like allow that path to happen. Uh, So I just surrendered and said, okay, I'm just going to keep pushing forward and keep being involved and keep trusting what you're doing and see what happens. Um, And then through friends um, and through some tragedy, I met my husband. um, And that is just a beautiful story that he showed off in, you know, and it was way later than my original plan would have been. But he surprised me when he brought Stuart into my life and it was the most beautiful thing and worth all the waiting and not understanding uh, for that story to, to kind of come together. Um, goodness, I could go on and on about the surprises. Do you want to keep hearing more of them? Or? Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to hear all of them. I love oh this. It, you know, it fills in your story. You know, when we look at our stories through the lens of ways God has surprised us, I think we can even like get new insight into the path he's taken us and like, oh my gosh, there your hand was in that, or even, you know, that tragedy, the way you brought good out of it, you know, didn't, maybe didn't make it worth the tragedy, but it brought purpose to it in a way that like only God can do. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. So speaking of tragedy, that's a little bit of our, um, story and journey as well. Um, my husband and I got married in May. We kind of had a 
quick whirlwind uh, romance, which was um, beautiful and scary at the same time because I was in my mind like, I've prayed for you, but oh my gracious, this is happening really quickly. Um, But it was beautiful. And we um, got married in Topsail in North Carolina. And um, it was truly like the most magical day. And then um, just to be surrounded just by all my family, it was a really sweet, intimate ceremony and um, all my family was there and it was just really beautiful. But um, the day after our wedding, we were headed to our honeymoon and um, I got a call and um, my brother, my sister-in-law, honestly, my entire family were traveling back as well. And they were in a really bad car accident. Um, And it was, it was bad. And I knew I needed to turn around and go, go back to them. So um, ultimately um, through a lot of hard hours, um, we came to learn that we lost my nephew Dobbs and my sister was having an emergency C-section to deliver um, sweet baby Reed. Um, And two days later, he ended up passing away as well. And we um, were beside ourselves, you know, we had just gone from the highest of high to truly the lowest of low in the blink of an eye. Um, And it was very difficult to walk through, but I'm kind of speaking back to your surprises, you know, like God was there and showed up in really powerful ways. And I really feel like there was just um, an army of angels just around us and walking with us. Um, through those days and um, just each individually, you know, he was just like so tenderly caring for each of us in our own way that looking back now, right. I can see what he was doing and how he was like gently holding me and gently holding my dad, gently holding my brother, like just each of us, right. Like holding every single one of us in his mighty tender hands. Um, but yeah, it was hard, but he was there, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's a, that's a hard nugget that we walked through for sure. And, um, I feel like we will forever walk through, you know, um, because it's part of our story and it's part of who God has created us to be. It's not a burden that we want to carry, but, um, it's, it's not a burden to be able to like share who he is in it. Yeah. What have you learned about the character of God through that? That his love for us is so unconditional, you know, that there's nothing that um, can separate us from him. Um, Nothing that I can do to make things better. I feel like uh, I'm the oldest in our family. And, and that is kind of the role that I've always played as being the, the fixer or the detail person to take care of things and uh, kind of over overachiever in ways that probably aren't the best. <laughs> but um, being able to see that, you know, there's there's nothing I can do to, to out outwin his love you know he shows up and takes care of us and he's always there yeah what encouragement would you have for someone 
who maybe like just got that news or is like processing through grief and it just feels overwhelming right now? Goodness. Um, I would say that. Hmm, so hard <laughs> uh, to lean, to lean in to his voice. Um, and that prayer that his voice be the loudest in whatever room you're in. If it's um, a really big tragedy or a diagnosis or um, a, a struggling marriage or infertility or the loss of a job, like no matter the scale, like that his voice would be the only voice you hear. I think so many times because of so much chatter that kind of can come at us from so many different angles in the world that we live in now that it's easy to get caught up in all the voices, you know? So um, my prayer and encouragement would that would be that his voice would be the voice that you hear, you know, and not, not anything that the enemy wants to speak over you, but that you would hear his voice and that that would be, so rooted in your heart that you could hear that. That's good. That is powerful. And it's not always easy to do. Like that's a discipline yeah. that we have to train in ourselves. Yeah. And I'm constantly retraining myself, you know, every day. It has to be like a conscious effort to say, only you, Jesus. Like mm-hmm. I'm not listening to anyone else. Because even in my day-to-day self-identity, self-esteem, like I can get caught up in, I missed the mark on this, or I need to look this way or have this or whatever it might be. And that's, that's not truth. And that's not truthful. So I have to constantly remind myself that there's nothing more that he needs from me just to be his, you know? Yeah. What are some things you do to remain rooted in your true identity? Worship music (laughs) is super key. It is always playing in our house um, with two rambunctious little boys. It's um, difficult to get a lot of solo alone time. Um, So making sure that this is just something that's constantly, constantly happening for me because I really feel God speak to me through, through the music, through the words. Um, I feel like one of our family's favorite songs right now is Gyra. Oh, I and, love that song. Um, it's, it's so powerful, but I think even being able to watch God use my little boys to speak to me also um, mm-hmm. in that um, our, our four-year-old will sing. He, he'll hear the beginning of Gyra and he'll be like, this is Gyra, mom. And I'm like, you're right, buddy, it is. And just listening to him sing that just reminds me you know, he's enough for me. I don't need any more. I don't lack anything. I have just what I need because of him. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Has there ever been a time in your life where you've questioned that or questioned the path you're on? And like, how did you wrestle through that? Yeah, I feel like like I mentioned earlier, a big part of our story is our adoption story. Um, and I, I knew that adoption was always going to be something that was part of our family. I just didn't know what that would look like. Um, 
So when we got married and wanted to start a family, um, just, just knowing that like I needed to surrender my timeline. I feel like I had done that so many times in the past with, um, the mission work that I was hoping to do. And then wondering where my husband was, um, walking through our tragedy, like just being able to say like, what are you doing in this? And what are you doing in this story? Um, and knowing that when we wanted to start a family, that that was, we didn't know what that was going to look like or what that, again, what that timeline was going to look like. And, um, through just some some testing and some journeys, we learned that that wasn't going to be something that biologically was going to be able to happen for our family. And instantly it was just okay. Like it wasn't like a grief that we had to walk through. And um, I, I think this sounds crazy, but I wrestled with that because I was like, what's happening? Like, why am I not upset? Why am I not, why am I not having these emotions that I feel like I should be having after knowing that I'm not going to biologically be able to have children. And I just like heard God just be like, I've got this. It's okay. I've got this. And I'm like, okay. And I knew, you know, adoption was always going to be part of our story, but I feel like honestly, he just kind of took that, what was expected grief away from us and um, just kind of pushed us onto the next thing. So um, not sure if that even answered the question, but yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was just kind of just surrender. I just feel like every part of my story, if there's like a word, I just keep saying, mm-hmm. I just have to surrender it to him because I have no control and I can't try to have control. Yeah, you've mentioned a few times that, you know, you've walked through long seasons of waiting. Mm-hmm. What wisdom or word of encouragement would you have for someone who's in that right now? And is yeah. having trouble releasing their timeline. Yeah. Honestly, um, I would say to just keep walking forward. Keep looking to him. Keep trusting him. Um, because he's doing something, right? We can't see the details that he's working together. Um, but he is working them all together for good. <laughs> Ultimately, that is what he's doing. Um, my brother says that all the time. It kind of became his little tagline. and. It's not over until it's good because God is good. So um, just keep walking. I mean, I did that with missions, right? It didn't work. And I just kept walking and I kept trusting. And I didn't know what was happening with my husband. And I kept walking and trusting and serving and surrendering what I wanted, knowing that he was doing something. Same thing with our adoption. I feel like my my word for that was just, we are just going to keep walking forward until he shuts the door because there's so many different paths, right? Like we never know exactly where we're supposed to go or what exactly we're supposed to be doing. And I'm just reminding myself that I am his and he is mine. And I'm going to keep walking until he shuts the door. And I'm not going to like it if he shuts this door and this door, because I really want to walk through them. But I'm going to trust that like, if he shuts it, like there's something more that I'm supposed to be doing through a different one, whether I understand it or not. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some painful shut doors in the past, but then, you know, you get some time and distance from some of those. And you know, there have been many times where I'm like, oh Lord, that hurt in the moment, but I see where I am now and I wouldn't trade this for anything. Right. You know, and not that every shut door leads to that 
revelation. But I think, you know, as we continue to let God guide us and see his plan unfold, sometimes on this side of heaven, we see why things had to happen the way they did. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we won't see those things until, you know, we get to talk to Jesus about him in heaven. Yeah. And I think too, just kind of like, like you said, it doesn't always have to be this like massive revelation or this big thing. I feel like even in my story right now, like I'm saying a bunch of big things, but I can also see like little, little ways because I'm looking for them, right? Like we just have to have our eyes open to what he's doing. If I'm having a stressful morning running around and running late and my voice wasn't as kind as I wanted it to be, you know, and then we get in the car and the sunrise is just like breathtaking. Right. And I'm like, okay, I see you like take a deep breath. We can do this, you know? So it's not always these like massive grand experiences that God reveals himself in. And honestly, I think it's more of the small ones, you know, Mm. being able to, to step back and like, say like, yes, I want to walk through this door. I want this job. I want this marriage. I want this baby. But if not, you've got something more for me. You're doing something in, in these little moments, you know, whether it's a friendship that happens to say the right thing at the right time or a Bible verse that pops up on your phone when you get those Bible verses and you're like, okay, Jesus, like that was you right there sending that to me because I needed that. So making our hearts aware that he's always doing something and making sure we see it because it's really easy to miss sometimes. Yeah, it is. Especially, you know, when we're bombarded earlier, you were talking about all the voices that can like distract us. And that is very prevalent today. Very, very much so. Unfortunately, unfortunately it is. What new things do you feel like God is teaching you about himself or about your own self right now? Yeah. Um, I would say that he's teaching kind of back to just what I said about not missing the small things. I have the privilege of working as an adult and mentors director at our church. And I get to talk to people all the time and hear their stories and uh, being able to hear what God's doing in other people. I'm like the biggest advocate for like, you have to share your story. You have to share what's happening, no matter how big or little you think it is like someone needs to hear it. So just, just seeing those blessings, like when I'm meeting with someone and they're telling me about their life, you know, and being able to hear how God's showing up for other people is really encouraging. Um, and, and just reminds me that again, he's, he's still here. He's working. He's not forgotten me because I'm seeing it in other people's stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I mean, I relate to that because that's what I get to experience when I do all these podcast interviews. Like God just brings me the the most amazing people and I just get to listen to their stories and we talk about how awesome God is and it encourages me. Really? It really is. He's, um, yeah, he's, he has a plan for each of us. And, um, that's, that's sweet to remember that in this massive world of all these people, he's, he knows my details and he knows my heart and he knows my struggle this morning. And, 
my insecurity that I'm fighting through or um, an argument that I had with someone like he's helping me like navigate that, which it's easy to forget, you know? So we just have to constantly be reminding ourselves that I am his and he is mine and rest your soul in that promise. Yes. Amen. That is so (laughs) true. So true. Speaking of true, yeah, you are on the leadership team of something called True. So I was wondering if you could share with our listeners a little bit about the genesis of that and kind of what that is. Yeah. So my sweet friend, um, Rebecca Woodman, God just laid it on her heart um, last fall to gather women and get women together to be in community, Um, no matter their walk of life, no matter where they're at, um, no matter the season of life, whether they know Jesus, whether they've walked away from him. And it has just turned into the most beautiful gathering. Um, We, it kind of has evolved from, we met from October to March out side around fire pits in small groups, worshiping together and having a word from a speaker, answering simple questions about what is true about God and what is true about you. And constantly reminding ourselves, these are the truths that we as women, especially so easily can forget because of all the noise happening around us all the time. So we did that until March and and took a little break. And then we decided to kind of travel, (laughs) travel around town. So we have been doing what we call kiddingly, but it's stuck true on tour. And we went to Waxhaw for four weeks and, and met down there in a barn outside. And it was really lovely. And then we were in Fort Mill and we've taken a little break and are just really pausing and listening to what God's trying to tell us and where he wants this ministry to go. Um, And he's continued to say like, keep going, right? Just like I said, like keep walking until the door shuts and he definitely hasn't shut the door. So we have, as a leadership team, have just been really prayerful about what that can look like and um, are trusting, trusting that we're planning to start back for the month of January in South Park. And we're just going to see what he does and who he brings. And it's just really been beautiful just to get women together. Honestly, I feel like it's easy to to miss that, but you know we're not called to live this life by ourselves, and we need to be surrounded with others. So, yeah, it's been really beautiful. Yes, listeners, if any of you are in the Charlotte area, then you know those places Amber mentioned. And if that sounds like something you need in your life, check it out. Where can they find you on Instagram? True. Yeah, true. Um, true CLT is our hashtag, so you can look for us on there and. Um, we're, um, just going to be updating with what's coming up and how to get involved and kind of popping around Charlotte for this next year in different locations and serving together too. And just, again, being open-handed with what God wants that to look like and where he wants us to go. But it's just been really beautiful that a simple idea, um, that he gave my sweet sister, um, has now turned into something really beautiful throughout Charlotte. Yeah. And when we were chatting early, you earlier you mentioned that she just sent out a message on her Instagram page of like, hey, would anyone be interested in doing a Bible study at my house? Yeah. And it just exploded. It's like these exploded. little things when we say yes to God yes. and just step out, you never know what he's going to do with it. You really and, you don't. Know, and even if it was just three people in her basement, that would have been beneficial too. 
Like something doesn't have to be big in order to be of the Lord. For sure. For sure. I think um, it's easy to forget that, especially in ministry too, right? Being able to think that it needs to be a massive collaboration or all of these churches coming together. And yes, that is beautiful. And that is the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Um, But it can also be, like you said, three people in a room saying, I don't know what I'm doing, but let's try and figure this out together. Or eight women saying, let's do this Bible study and see what God does. Or, you know, we just need, we need, we need each other. We cannot do this by ourselves. So whether it's a big gathering or a small gathering, he's there and in the details and we just don't want to miss out on that. So yes, she said yes. And um, I would just encourage people too, if God's laying something on your heart, right? Like even you with this, this podcast, Jess, like all that time ago, you know, like you could have said, no, 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 no. That's not going to work. You're not going to do anything in that. And like, look how many seasons and episodes and people that you've been able to share stories and, and touch life. So it's really beautiful. So you said Thank yes. You. And we all have something to say yes to. We just have to make sure we're listening to what he wants us to say yes to. Yeah. Yeah. We're almost out of time. Yeah. But before I let you go, the question I always end with is, what did I miss? What is something that is on your heart for our listeners, maybe a word of encouragement or just, I don't know, what didn't you get to say yet? Um, I feel like there's been bits and pieces of this, but just that you're enough and you are worthy and you're loved. Um, one thing we kind of always do with our boys every day is we say you are brave, you are kind, you are loved, you are smart, you can do hard things, you are a child of God. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> and, amen. And, you know, there's there's so much truth in that. And that is such a simple thing that we do with the boys. But, like, we have to believe those words, every single one of those. You know, we have to believe them as adults, as humans walking this earth. Like, we are loved. We are a child of God. And that is enough. Like, God doesn't need anything from you except to know that he loves you and he's taking care of you. Yeah, that is perfect. Mm. A perfect way to end. Amber, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you so much for having me, Jess. This was so fun. And just, I'm, I'm excited to, to watch what God's going to continue to do with you in this ministry. It's really beautiful and I'm honored to be a small part of it. Thank you. What a great conversation with Amber. I love her closing remarks. And, you know, the theme of that was woven throughout everything she shared. Just that reminder that you are enough. You are brave. You are capable and loved. And, you know, all these things that she mentioned, um, you know, and we are all those things, not because of anything we've done, not because I am innately brave on my own, but I can be brave and I am enough because of who I belong to, because the Lord is enough and I am in Him. So therefore, I have everything I need because I have Him. So what what else could be lacking when the creator of the universe, the giver of life, is for me? And that doesn't always mean I get everything I want. But the beauty of God is that He's more focused on the things we truly need. 
just like we talked about in a few episodes back with Katie, where he knows what we really need. And he is the one who can provide those needs, even if it's not always what we want. Um, you know, he's he's working for our good. And Amber said, you know, if it God is good, and so if it's not good, it's not over yet, or it's not over until it's good. And we, again, may not get to see that right away or get to see that on this side of heaven. But I do believe that when we get to with Jesus one day and we get to see our life from His perspective, we'll have a whole new take on it to see all the things that He protected us from that we had no idea, um, whether it was a closed door that ended up being protection um, or just you know, decisions we've made. I don't know. I, I love this idea that, that our life looks so different from Jesus's perspective because he sees the full picture. And so what I'm walking through right now or what you're looking at right now, God sees it a totally different way. So my prayer as we head into Thanksgiving week, next week is Thanksgiving, my prayer is that we'll just have eyes to see things in our life the way that Jesus sees them, and that we'll get a fresh perspective on that. Um, and yeah, that's my prayer for me and you as we head into Thanksgiving and then all the other holidays coming up where life can get so frenzied and busy. Um, I just pray we'll take some sweet moments to slow down and ask God to just open our eyes to what He's doing and to see our situation the way He sees it. Um, you know, and whatever that may look like. So I love you all very much. I am thankful for each and every listener out there. Um, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving and I'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you'd help spread the word. Check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday. You can follow along on social media at Collected Ministries. You can also find Jess at Jess Biondo. If you would like to support Collected by making a tax-deductible contribution, please visit collectedministries.org slash donate. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to support and prevent unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected Podcast is produced by Jess Biondo and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Elan.